It's time for another Tucson Means Business, where you get to meet the best Tucson entrepreneurs and those leaders in the community with a story to tell. Tucson Means Business. And now your host, Mark Bishop. And today I'm very excited because we have an historic event today. This is the first time that we have actually doing a show uh, designed specifically for the Tucson Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. And uh, it is Tucson Means Business, and welcome to our listeners, wherever you may be. And this one has a little bit of a different slant on it today, and I think we're going to learn a lot from, uh, well, there's 1,800 members in this organization in Tucson, and when you consider that 47% of our uh, total population is Hispanic, connected Hispanic, or speaks Spanish one way or another, it's nice to know there's a lot of businesses out there working very hard in the American way. Together, we're getting a lot of things done Why this place is actually growing. So I want to welcome along today our panel, and firstly, but not, uh, chair, chairwoman of the Tucson Hispanic Chamber, and um, Aldeca, that's Laura Aldeca, yes? Yes, thank you for having me welcome, today. Welcome, Laura. Or should I be saying uh, hola? Hola. Hola, okay, because I'm going to learn Spanish. <laughs> I'm determined to learn Spanish, okay? I'm going to hold you accountable. All right, this is good. This is good, and I'll, I'll start to do it on radio, I think, and learn words at a time. I have a uh, business consultancy, uh, Lydia Aranda. Welcome, Lydia. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, good morning. MA, correct? Yes. Okay, which stands for? Master of Arts. In Master of Arts. Social change. Social change. You're an award-winning and published voice of influence. Looking forward to uh, talking more about you this morning. Thank you. Uh, we have a, a lady that is the program manager of a wonderful organization called YEA, Y-E-A. That's the Young Entrepreneurs Academy. <coughs> Excuse me. Program manager in the uh, uh, Tucson Hispanic Chamber Foundation, and I'm referring to Isabel Georgios. Yes, yes, you said that well. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> welcome and welcome, welcome, welcome. And last but not least, as he goes for a little bit of water, Javier. Now, what is your last name again, Javier? Guillen. Guillen. It's French, isn't it? Yes, it is. Hmm. We talk. We we. Talk. All right. Uh, thank you for having us, Mark. It's great. Uh, yes, it is French, but I speak uh, zero <laughs> French, and uh, and I speak about the same amount of Spanish. But I'm here, excited and uh, ready for what we have to present. Very good, man. I'm having a coffee. Welcome, ladies. <laughs> thank Welcome. you. Thank you. Thank you for having here. us. All right. This is going to be fun. Chairwoman, let's talk about you firstly, shall we? Uh, exceptional leadership skills and a big entrepreneurial spirit. You've served uh, throughout the years of experience in entrepreneurship. You're determined, you're hardworking. This is all the stuff I could research on you anyway. Now, what is the Oldacre Group? A group of companies comprised of the gift of caring. What is this about? So we, our companies focus on serving the older adult community, so the, the aging population through direct care under by your site senior care, uh, professional education uh, of uh, caregivers and uh, nursing assistants through Academy for Caregiving Excellence, and also empowering family caregivers that find themselves caring for an elderly loved one through our company called The Gift of Caring. Right. Now, of course, as the chairwoman, though, of the chamber, um, 
That's a. Do you get much time? I mean, how do you run a business and be able to do that as well? Well, I have an excellent team, and um, my husband and I work together, and we balance each other very well. Um, my husband is a co- Justin Oldacre is the is also the co-founder of all of our companies. So we we work together, and we have we've found a secret sauce. You're a believer in uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, a secret sauce. You're a big believer in education and continued training, and an avid learner yourself. You participated in many entrepreneurial training programs. Uh, including the prestigious Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Program. This is a Babson College in Boston, Massachusetts. Yes, yes. Tell us a little bit about that. That sounds exciting. Oh, it was, it was such a, it's a, such a fantastic program. It is, by the way, open to all uh, small businesses. So if anyone is interested uh, in participating in this program, they should research it. Just 10,000 or 10 KSB, 10,000 Small Businesses by Goldman Sachs. And what it does is it helps the small businesses to look at their business where it is and develop a growth plan to to really create and develop, you know, a, a better economy for not only for the business owner, for their employees in and for the local economy. Wow. Fantastic program. Well, um now, the chamber, What's what do you do in the chamber, Lydia, Lydia Aranda? Hi, nice to, to be here with you. I was focusing so much on the good things that Laura was sharing with us. Uh, we'll be getting back to it, don't worry. Yes, I am very pleased to be part of the chamber. I recently came on board as part of the leadership team, but to go backwards just a little bit in my background, mm-hmm. I work very closely with community leaders and business owners and corporate executives to help strategize about new initiatives or endeavors that might be appropriate to bring into their community or enhance what is already going on by way of resources, programs, service to, with a big focus on entrepreneurs and education. So in that capacity, I was thrilled to be able to come into the Tucson Hispanic Chamber and all of its affiliate chambers and really be able to focus on the great foundation that has been going on for a very, very long time, nearly 30 years. We're excited about an upcoming milestone in 2019 and be able to help uh, with relationships and new ideas about programming and services to the entrepreneurs. Wow, that's a mouthful, isn't it? It sure is. You're an award-winning and published voice of influence. 25 years in public, private, and non-profit sectors as yes. well, Ryan. Um, explain to me now the De Veritas, formerly Blackstar BAS Group. What was that? So again, that is a, co- a, a consultancy and business advisory firm that I put together back in 2009 and, and really helped launch off the ground in 2010. So we have been spending a lot of good time working with nonprofits and corporations all around the country right. and also in Latin America and focusing on, on their endeavors, what they are looking to do perhaps to strategically impact diverse communities, underrepresented underrepresented groups and put some new ideas in how to collaborate and, and launch all those to a new trajectory. Very much working together style, isn't it? Yes. Uh, you were previously vice president and regional director of diverse segments at Wells Fargo. For many years. Right, overseeing multiple states, growing the national and Latin American corporate footprint. You served two Arizona governors in such roles as uh, Governor Janet uh, Napolitano's uh, small business advocate 
and Director of Small Business for Arizona Department of Commerce. There was a couple of heavy jobs. Didn't you enjoy that? I enjoyed it very much. I really fell in love with public service in those roles because my main focus was to listen to the needs of all the entrepreneurs all around Arizona and not just the business owners themselves, but all of those wonderful organizations like Chambers who provide resources and support for small business success. So, uh, would you think that you were sort of a leader uh, working with the Wells Fargo job? Was that sort of ahead of its time, do you think, what you were doing? That was a wonderful role to have, and actually, it, it was a bit ahead of its time in the sense of the bank had decided to take what was already a good formula with its internal leadership and executives that were in the different lines of business and find opportunities to pull together hubs if you will. And mm -hmm. my role was actually one of the first hubs. It was headquartered out of Phoenix, but it served a five-state region, four and five-state region all around the West and Southwest. Mm. And it blended or, excuse me, standard marketing together with community development initiatives and um, the corporate philanthropic giving, all into one little pool to mm. say, how might we find some crossover? So Venn diagrams were very much at use then and I was super pleased to be able to step into that role and help with my colleagues. As we used to say, we had the best job in the bank because we were all about finding out how to give money away and right. how to best serve our customers. And were those customers mainly small businesses, medium or large? What? A good portion of them, a good majority of them were indeed small businesses, but a lot of them were actually looking ahead to be burgeoning, I'm going to say, the, the wannabe entrepreneurs, because we dealt a lot also with consumers, with families, students, mm -hmm. veterans, and such. And so many of those folks had perhaps not yet started their small business that they would later come to want to have. Well, you uh, were also Director of Marketing and Communications for Excel Global Services. Uh, that's a primary liaison for parent company and all seven worldwide subsidiaries. Extensive international experiences. I mean, you traveled a lot. I did. I traveled a lot. Yeah, I was able to go Uruguay. Is that right? Yes, wow. I. I've been a bit in uh, Australia, New Zealand, a little bit in Japan. What a wonderful Uruguay, uh, did you and a lot of time. You know, here and there, I think I got to hone my Spanish a little bit better uh, for all the time that I was living in Uruguay, and then right. came back and and took that uh, kind of Argentinian and Uruguayan accent and blended it back here with a Mexican accent. So it's kind of fun. People <laughs> people often ask me, "Where exactly are you from?" They can't quite identify it. Well, and Harvard University. We'll come back on that a little bit later on. Thanks so much. Interesting, very interesting indeed. A lot of travel. Some bright sparks in the Tucson Hispanic Chamber, isn't there? Isabel, hello. Hi. Your program manager. Yes. Of a wonderful thing. Now, I'd be interested to know who actually founded this, who created it. It's called the Young Entrepreneurs Academy, right? Uh, yes, and it was founded in uh, Rochester, New York in 2004. It started with a class, uh, a single class there. And um, from there... 
um, the passion and excitement of the students um, evolved into a partnership with um, the U.S. Chambers. Uh, so across the country, we now have, um, we're in 40 states. We have 110 sites um, with uh, in partnership with Young Entrepreneurs Academy. And um, I am fortunate enough to have joined the chamber this year um, to help lead us in our third year of the program. So I am lucky to be a part of it, right. uh, but it was it was founded in, in Rochester, New York. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about you, if we can. Give us, uh, sure. give us an idea of your background, your career, how it all started for you. Are you from Tucson itself? Uh, not originally. I'm from California. Okay. I am a transplant, um, but I've spent my formative years here in, in Tucson, Arizona. Um, I uh, went to high school, uh, uh, Sunnyside High School, the University of Arizona. Uh, had um, an opportunity to work for uh, an actual state-based organization, retail organization, um, Cape and Mercantile, very, very old family in Nogales, uh, Arizona, mm -hmm. and um, uh, led the company in opening up to 50 stores, which, you know, uh, I started, became the first female district manager in that organization really? many, many years ago. 250 <laughs> stores right across America, right? Different uh, states? 50 stores. 50 in, stores. In, uh, well, in Anyway, yes, it? it was enough um, to open all those markets. was pretty exciting, um, and I was very young. So well, you were hands-on with this, though. Right? Hands-on, yes. I started as I became their first uh, female district manager. Eventually, grew to the role of training and development director. Um, but um, uh, living in Arizona, I, I wanted to do more. So mm -hmm. was, when I had the opportunity, I. I grew, right. and I'm very lucky to have um, worked for some of the top retailers in the in the country. Um, Limited Brands, Bath and Body Works, Pottery Barn, mm. the Container Store. I had a very varied career in retail, yeah. and um, what I loved most always was working with people. Okay, uh, so how many years would this have covered this retail experience? Twenty plus years. Twenty plus. Yes, I'm not going to give you the exact number. No, no. <laughs> very very. Uh, but um, when I had the opportunity to start my my own business I of course wanted to work with people so no surprise that I uh, uh, started a business leadership consulting firm um, our mission is to inspire um, and connect with people to um, drive personal development conversation and community so what's left for you to do well I'm here working with kids. I, I My entrepreneurial spirit connects with um, working with young minds, and that's what's exciting about YAY, right. uh, the Young Entrepreneurs Academy. We get to work with students 11 to 18 years old. Mm -hmm. We help them go through a class. Is this a critical age why you've chosen this particular age bracket? It is. You, well, one, you'd be surprised how many uh, young minds, they're already thinking. I mean, the world is big, and they're already thinking about their business ideas, and the simplest ones are the most successful and just to help them um, develop skills and tools that will help them grow emotionally right. um, as well as professionally is huge and to connect with them at that age yes it's very exciting so yay stands for uh, young entrepreneurs entrepreneurs academy academy now, is there a given set of time? Like, is it three years, four years? It is a one-year class, 20 weeks, very intense. Wow. After-school program. But 11-year-olds, but too? 11-year-olds. We work uh, one day a week from four to seven. Okay. Um, and again, it takes commitment. But again, you'd be surprised. Those kids are very focused. Do they really understand and know what they, well, they want to be when they, you know, well, leave school? that's the beauty of it. It's, you know... 
and, and I was I was at a class this morning. Mm-hmm. I was talking to 50 kids, and one of the 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 kids asked, you know, well, what if it doesn't work? <laughs> and the key is that's okay. And what better time to learn that that's than right, right now that's when it. they're young? They need to learn that to fail at something isn't bad. You know, the opportunity is to is to learn well, from that's, that that's and the, grow. That is the that's the uh, you know that's the Bible of the entrepreneur. Exactly. Fall over, fail, get fail. up again. Doesn't matter. <laughs> and you know, it's um, the other exciting part is it's so heroic because entrepreneurs. The definition of an entrepreneur is to start a biz- business knowing that there's risk and they take on the most risk so you know it's great uh, fundamentals to teach young adults young kids and and young adults and I think um, being a part of it is just very rewarding so what would be the most exciting careers that stand out amongst them what are they mainly looking at wanting to do in this day and age I would think IT would be big but um, you know, there are apps, uh, young students that come up with app ideas, and they're phenomenal. Um, but there's also, um, you know, nonprofit, because it's not just, you know, for profit. They right. can also develop nonprofit businesses. Mm. Um, so there's an array um, of everything from, there was one young man that stu- created an app. He is uh, an alumni, Cole. He created an app that actually creates virtual learning. This app is being used in his school in two classes. Wow. And he's continuing to develop it. He must be pretty excited about he that. He is. There's another young lady, Alicia, who uh, created um, a, um, a planner that is uh, customizable that really supports students in getting themselves organized and learning those disciplines early. And she's still developing that. I mean, there's there's lots of them, and they're all just incredible. And, and again, what I reinforce to the students um, when I talk to them is that the simpler the idea, the better. Mm-hmm. And again, you've got to understand that it's a journey. Um, there's a young girl that participated in the program seven years ago. She goes to college now. She is still curating her business, but it is still active and very successful. Well, she's got time to work on it. Exactly. Well, that's marvelous. That's, that's incredible. The Young Entrepreneurs Academy. Yes. Okay, we'll come back on that. Thank you. The good-looking fellow on the left of you is uh, Javier Guillen. Hey, Mark. How are you? Hey. Boom. Yeah, a little bit loud there. Flying away. How are you, amigo? I'm doing great. That's Uh, good. Happy to be here. Um, It's lovely to have you here. Uh, Javier, ladies and gentlemen, he's got a hard job. I don't know about that. (laughs) His job is to go out and find and create interest in the Tucson Hispanic Chamber so that businesses would like to get involved. Why would I want to get involved in the Tucson Hispanic Chamber? Well, you know what, Mark? Uh, exactly that. Uh, a lot of people don't know um, exactly what uh, the Tucson Hispanic Chamber uh, entails and stuff. So, part of my job um, is network and uh, and visiting uh, multiple um, events, which happen in the evening between 4:30 and 7. A lot of people call it happy hour, but it is. It is a happy hour because that's I. I well, you're happy, but you don't drink. <laughs> that's exactly. So that's amazing how you can do this all the time. I got to tell you. You know, I've I've uh, I've uh, attended several events and uh, had a great time. And the next day, the pers- uh, you know some people I've met there, they said, uh, "How were how are you the the night? Did you finish off the night?" I said, "Well, I ended up leaving about you know this time," but uh, they don't. They just didn't 
they see me with a glass of something, but it just wasn't alcohol. So <laughs> I have fun, and that that's my point is uh, is to go out and, and meet as many people as I can, develop relationships no matter where they are. If it's a, a another event at a held by another chamber, um, I go there still with the same smile and the same attitude to go meet and greet and uh, see how I can be of service. And uh, when I, there's an opportunity, I get to talk about. Uh, what the Tucson Bank Chamber really uh, how it how it differentiates from other chambers. We are not only the biggest chamber here in Tucson, uh, however, uh, most diversified as well. We also have so many opportunities that we can help uh, multiple um, startups to right. medium-sized businesses mm -hmm. and uh, create some uh, energy and uh, an avenue. Uh, what what's the next steps? And a lot of times, um, people. Um, attend these uh, events for that purpose. They want to meet somebody that can they can uh, talk to somebody that can they can connect with, uh, do business with, and I tell them we can do all that for them. Well, it's nice if there's other members that would like to help out and like to you know get in together and talk and want to do that. You're originally a uh, native of Arizona. I am. I'm born and raised in San Manuel. Yes, sir. Uh, Is that correct, San Manuel? San Manuel. Okay. So. A big town, little town. It's a little town, uh, just north of here, a uh, little mining town. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? That little town, uh, it, uh, it it produced a lot of uh, good people out of there. It produced me, so. <laughs> well, you, uh, you went on to attend the University of Arizona. Bear down, baby. Yes. And Pima College experienced some adventures, finally graduated from U of P. That's University of Phoenix, right? Yes, sir. With a degree in MIS, Management Information Systems, and a minor in business. Okay, so how does how do you utilize those skills now in the role that you do? Well, um, you know, I found out very early on I didn't want to be stuck in a cubicle uh, writing code, and so I made a mistake there. So I figured the good side of, 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 of my minor was business and uh, marketing. So I immediately uh, stepped into a, a business that offered an opportunity to test that water. And, uh, you know, I had the skill all along. I just wasn't using it right. correctly. And, and so I think marketing and building relationships is, is something I you I, enjoy. I enjoy. And I think, let's face it, today, it doesn't matter what degree you've got, you've got to work in what you enjoy. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you know That's when right. it comes down to it. Absolutely. 17 years in business development, I mean, you must enjoy that. It's not just a job for you. Uh, well, you know what? But, um, the thing is, is that once uh, um, I've recognized my strengths, uh, and it makes the, the everything else easier. The thing is, when I, whenever I meet anybody, my my sole purpose is create that relationship. Whatever I'm after will follow. But uh, mm -hmm. and and so I've I've had an opportunity to to build and hone on that with. Uh, training and uh, extensive training that I've, I've gotten with uh, you know real estate as well. Well, you've done very well. You've managed and assisted several companies in growing their businesses. Uh, you've raised their market share to well over 60 to 80 percent where they were. Uh, you obviously know your stuff. Well, you know, I, I, uh, that, that's only the team that I work with. I, I just want to mention that too. I'm excited and thrilled to be surrounded by some amazing people here today. I did not know. I keep learning, you know, the amazing Amazing talents that are uh, brought to the chamber, and I think this is just a, not this is a, a coincidence. Uh, I've been put here for a reason, and uh, and and We're just to meet people. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> situations for reasons, my friends. I'm a great believer of synchronicity and a great yes. believer of the good Lord puts us where we are for, That's right. for what we're doing. Yeah. Laura, what do you think? He's not a bad fella. <laughs> no, this... this you, you're chairperson of the whole lot. I mean, as young time, is he, is he a good boy? <laughs> he's a good boy, yes, That's, he that's certainly a good is. boy. You, <laughs> you received a national recognition as the 2013 Latino Business Series Entrepreneur of the Year by Verizon Wireless. Congrats, that was Thank very you. good. Thank you. Uh, selected for her powerful leadership and professional success. And again, in 2017, by the U, uh, U.S. Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, the U.S. Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, at the Table Hispanic Business Enterprise Award. Man, what a mouthful that is. Where was that held? <laughs> that was in Dallas. Was it, Lydia? It, it was. was in Dallas. Yeah, yes. you were there too, Lydia? I was there, and we were so, so excited to cheer her on. Yay, that's good. Were there many there? Was it a big, not beautiful ball gowns and stuff? Or 44 It ball was. Or? Well, the, it was at the USHCC convention in the U.S. Hispanic Chamber of Commerce convention, which is coming up, by the way, um, is, is the biggest, uh, what do they call it, the biggest gathering of, right. of Hispanic businesses in the U.S. Wow. In and uh, about uh, 7,000 uh, business owners and business people of, of all backgrounds and You're busy all learning. industries. And with your business and with the chamber, uh, you still manage to look after three children. Yes. You're a mom. I am. I am three. three well, my kids are not little anymore. My my youngest one just turned 18. Right. And Which one's that? Justin? No, that'll be uh, who? Oh, Justin's my it husband. Is, is, oh, Justin's <laughs> your husband. All right. Well, I so, guess he's turned 18. Uh, so, Diana is our oldest. Okay. And uh, Ethan is in, in the middle. He's okay. the ham of the sandwich. And uh, he's 19. Ham of the sandwich. Yeah, right? you got to get him into yay, mate. Exactly. You know. And then uh, Isabel is 18. She just turned 18. And then I have four dogs, too, so we, we keep Oh, my busy. God, four dogs. <laughs> How did you get started in serving the older adult community? Because, I mean, this is rather specialized. Yes. Well, uh, thank you for that question. I I really appreciate it. It was, uh, it was really quite... Um, serendipitous because it was I was looking I went to school for journalism actually and uh, so <laughs> right out of high school I needed a job mm -hmm. um, and uh, and so I started working as a caregiver with older adults and I loved it I really fell in love with serving the older adult community so I continued as I was attending school and I was working in radio television and newspapers I was continued to volunteer um, when I married my husband years later we I got out of the media and we invested all of our savings into real estate wow. and uh, and so when the market then fell and crashed we lost everything mm -hmm. and which was the best thing really that could have happened to us um, in at the time, it wouldn't. In wouldn't. retrospect, you know, at the time, it was it was devastating. It was devastating. Absolutely. But now, when you look back, right? Absolutely, it was the best thing that could have happened, the best lesson we could have learned, and I agree with you know. Isabel and, and you know your statements it, it's through the failures that Imagine we can that gets you closer you every failure forward. gets you closer to the success so I went back to my roots which was you know what I loved which was working with seniors and I uh, started by your site senior care well I was going to ask you next I mean your company is the Academy for Caregiving Excellence mm -hmm. and the gift of caring yeah. okay they're two separate companies they are Okay. Just briefly, how do you operate them then? So they're 
so when we when I'm gonna go back a little bit to by your side because when by your side started, it was very eye opening to me. I, it started with one employee, which was me, and then very quickly it grew to we had 50 employees, and um, one of the biggest challenges that we had as a healthcare provider was shortages of healthcare workers. Right. Um, it's a it's a big problem in the industry nationwide, and uh, and as the baby boomers continue to age and the population continues to grow it continues the problem continues to grow so the academy for caregiving excellence was born out of the necessity to create our own workers okay. our own workforce idea, really, yeah. and uh, and so i we we basically did what they call concentric diversification so we grew different businesses but within the same industry based on the needs that that we identified mm-hmm. um, so we started to thank you we started to train our own workers create our own workforce and then we expanded to the public so we are one of three programs in southern Arizona that are approved by the state approved and ratified by the state um, that does this type of training and certification mm-hmm. um, then another thing that we notice is only about uh, 20% of the care that is provided to an older adult is by a paid caregiver. 80% of the care that is provided to, a, to an elderly person is by a family, by a family member. And so without that, they'd be in real trouble, wouldn't they? Well, well, and and that's and that's the thing, Mark, is that we we don't have that training naturally. We love our family members, but it becomes difficult. So without the training, mm-hmm. it the stress levels increase tremendously, which can lead to a you know a lot of bad stuff. So we created the gift of caring again, you know, out of the necessity that we saw, in in our nation, in our country, to train family caregivers. So the Gift of Caring is an online education platform for family caregivers that you can pull up anywhere in the world, really, mm. and, uh, and watch videos and, and be, trained. Get, be trained as to how to how to care is for your elderly for loved one. I mean, would it cost me to go and train to do that, or is the, it free? There, There is a cost when you choose to become a member. So we have a, it's a membership okay, it's base, a membership, right. but there is a lot of free training that we offer. You can you can visit our Facebook page and our and our um, our website for a lot of free training. Well, we know that you're very active in the Tucson Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Your role is chairwoman. Is that an easy role for you to do? Does it take much of your time? It takes enough time to ensure that um, we are doing right by the 1,800 business, you know, our businesses that mm-hmm. we represent. Um, no, we have an amazing, you know, team. Our staff is phenomenal, as you can see, you know, here present, uh, led by, you know, Leah Marcus-Peterson. And um, and so the, the staff does a fantastic job. And they, they so really you work do well everything. together as a team? We do. Yeah. And we have, an, we have a fantastic, you know, board of directors. Mm-hmm. We all work together. We, we basically just ratify their decisions. And Well, let's ask you, as a small business owner, well, not that small either. You're growing and you've got two companies now. But how do organizations such as the, you know, the THCC, um, Tucson Hispanic Chamber, how do you help small businesses, do you think? Well, that's a phenomenal question because I'm sure that all of you have heard you you get what you put in. And, you know, I'm going to lead with that. You do. I mean, you're not going to join an organization and then 
you know, resting your laurels and expect for business to knock on your door, right? right? You actually have to show up. So for me, being part of organizations such as the Tucson Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, uh, Webeck West, which is, you know, the women's business um, enterprise um, certification and other organizations that I'm part of, it's about becoming involved because when you show up is when you meet the people that can open the doors for you. It's when you show up and put the work in that you then become recognized. And, you know, the the awards are fantastic, but what they are is they are, they're, they are a means to an end, which is, you know, how it opens doors for you to be able to serve more people. Okay. Okay. Doors that otherwise would not have been open without that recognition, perhaps. Um, so mixes, uh, going to events. What do you do to counteract those that are shy, too scared to speak up and ask to introduce themselves to other people? Well, at, at the Tucson Hispanic Chamber, I know we have a lot of workshops that can teach the members as to how to network, how to, I know we have a technology workshop that we're, that we've been doing that Javier mm-hmm. has been amazing in putting together. And so we have many workshops that can And when actually, you say a technology workshop, you're talking about IT, what, Facebook, or social media, social, how to do social, social media. Social media, and I'm actually going to defer to Javier on that. Um, okay. And is that what it is, Javier? Well, with the membership, we, uh, we customize, uh, a landing page so that's where the member comes in we sit down with that uh, member and we create something that fits and uh, well for what his business is absolutely that's very good yeah and so that's something that we uh, we do on Friday so we call it Tech Friday and we also have uh, (laughs) is it casual Friday as well yeah it's a lunch and learn so um, okay well lunch and learn bring your own device and the thing is is uh, um, uh, that person is putting in their thought with our help and Mm -hmm. we show them how to create it how to how to enter into their uh the back end of their their system and and create change and uh uh promote services that they're they they want to really get out there so along with other members that we have too we have uh, google uh that partners up with us and so there's free tips and tricks there how to be uh more effective on social media right and uh you know uh, maximize uh exposure on the, on the social world that's very good i mean you know and this is work this is like the chamber's not doing nothing this is work Oh, yes. And, uh, you know, people sometimes underestimate the, the effort and the background that you do put in. Uh, Ms. Aranda. Yes. Uh, I wanted to ask you something. You've keynoted, moderated, or co-hosted hundreds, hundreds of Fortune 500, 1,000 events, fundraisers in the U.S. and abroad. What do you like to do best? I mean, you do so much. You must have a favorite thing. I do have a favorite thing, and one of them is exactly what we're doing now, having conversation to be able to share a message out to whatever our identified audience is is truly one of my favorite things. And I'm going to actually touch on something that you asked Laura about how to get some shy people talking. One of the ways is similar to this, and I would say at the Tucson Hispanic Chamber, one of the best ways that we do that is to send Javier out to speak with those people or to encourage them. He has a wonderful gift of opening up. And when I find uh, an opportunity to be able to join an organization, join an event, or be 
part of a panel or any other kind of convening. That's mm -hmm. the way that I approach it. And so I've been very fortunate to not only have that role of responsibility be something formal of many of my positions throughout my career, mm -hmm. but also, as I would say, extracurricular one of the one of the things I'm able to join in or give service to is when people ask me to come and be a speaker, or an MC, or a host, or a moderator. Yeah, I think you like that sort of thing, don't you? <laughs> You're listening to... <laughs> I learn so uh, much. I really, <laughs> really do. We're on Business Radio X across America, and you're listening to uh, our special today in Tucson Means Business with the Tucson Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, uh, a real energetic, uh, wonderful bunch of people that look after their members. What was that? Will they come over and do yours for you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we could open the lines, but maybe not. Now, I was going to ask you of the Hispanic Corporate Council, NBC Universal Summit. Um, these are leadership roles, and as the Arizona governor, we touched on that. You're a third-generation Arizonan. I am. A master's degree in social impact. Yes. Right? Whatever the heck that is. I'm going to ask you in a minute from Claremont okay. Lincoln University. Yes. And a bullshit, oh, sorry, a BS in intercultural <laughs> communications from Arizona State University. Is there anything you haven't got? Oh, my gosh. So many things. And I'm, I'm trying to keep up with my fellow uh fellow colleagues here and so many others who have really done a lot. I um, uh, I enjoy learning. And I have to say, what's not on there is I actually started my college career here in Tucson at the U of A, so I am a wildcat as uh, well as a sun good. devil. That's good. Um, my mother was born and raised here in Tucson, so it is through her side that I am a third-generation Arizonan. My father was born and raised in Nogales, Arizona, so uh, he, he was first-generation himself, so, so okay. second-generation there. So lots of southern Arizona roots. My brother and I actually grew up, though, in the Tempe area. Well, you're an advocate for, for equality. Yes. That's been a big thing with you. Absolutely. Education, education and economic success. You do give a lot of your time and talent. The organizations, I mean, Girl Scouts... Okay. I was a former Girl Scout, sold a lot of cookies and enjoyed it, and that was my start of entrepreneurship. <laughs> What's your opinion now, the way they've gone with the mix? I, I Briefly. Think, I think the organization is a strong one. I think there are some great, great things that Girl Scouts continues to attain. We are very proud to have had the first CEO, female of color CEO to the Girls National Girl Scouts come from Arizona. That was Ana Maria Chavez wow. for several years. So now she has gone off to do uh, other wonderful things. But I think that the organization offers very, very much to its community. And more and more uh, men and brothers and uncles are highly engaged with Girl Scouts as mentors and business owners and uh, mm. teachers. And, and they can be troop leaders, but they certainly serve on boards and help make wonderfully supportive decisions for the up-and-coming girls and, and young women of America. I won't go into all of these because you're a great speaker and I'm going to need five more shows to cover it all. But <laughs> HF, HSF, IME, AIPAC, Net Impact, uh, uh, Tucson Hispanic Chamber, thank God we got to that, and CPLC, among others. Yes. Look, you've traveled a lot, but what are you, you're a foodie, I believe. You like food. I like food. Uh, I like food and Southwestern I like to explore food. food. All kinds all of food. All kinds of food. Absolutely. And you're a singer and an overall music enthusiast. Love music, next, next thing dancing. you're going to tell me you're an opera singer. 
singer as well. As I am a, not an opera singer. I, I haven't gone down that path. <laughs> <laughs> I come from a very yeah. musical family as yeah. well as educators. So for all of us, it's been... Your father uh, must be very proud of you. My father, I am very proud to be his daughter as well. And, and mama, and yeah. of course. Your brothers and sisters? I, have an old, I do have an older brother. I've got sisters in uh, two in Chandler and Mesa and another and two brothers in Chicago. And uh, I've been very fortunate to have four parents, four wonderful mom, you know, two moms, two dads, with the expansion of our family when uh, when I was in high school. So mm-hmm. it's a good thing. Well, Isabel, you've yes. done a lot of things too. I mean, you're uh, rather clever. Javier, we've got some very talented uh, ladies in yeah, here. They should be you. on their glass ceiling just about. Uh, what would you like to see happen, uh, Isabel? If you could wave your magic wand now, because you're very close to Yay, right? The uh, yes. You know the youth uh, entrepreneurial uh, um, academy. academy. If you could really do something different, what would you do to help the youth of America right now? Oh my gosh, that's such an amazing question. Oh, you've got uh, the capability. Come on. Um, well, I'm going to answer it two ways. Okay. Okay. Um, the first one is I'm going to take us back to the question that I know both um, Laura and Lydia talked about, and that was, how do you help people that are shy? Mm-hmm. And um, the reality is only 2% of of people can actually walk into a room and talk to somebody. There you go. The 98% need help. That's, my, that's so, me. I'm shy, believe it yeah, or not. I most, am. Most when I are. go into a large mix like that, I, I just yep. I freeze. Yep, you go and stand yeah. by the food. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the truth is that, you know, um, it, at the chamber, uh, one of the, the beauty of the chamber is that there are ways that people can navigate and understand and, and develop that skill of mm-hmm. learning to speak not only to other people and drive true connection, uh, because that's the key. You got to connect to build relationships, and from relationships, then you can start to really build business. Uh, but people need to know who you are, you know, and be genuine. So the first part is, you know, something as simple as cafe at the chamber allows you to come in, sit down with a group of people, chat, hear them talk. There are mixers that you can then start to navigate to that also help you. And along the way, there's people in our group that help and mentor and uh, introduce you to their programs. So it depends on, you know, you, as Laura said, you have to put in your part. Right. But the programs are there. Okay. And they're exceptional. So, so give me an idea of what cafe is. Cafe happens every Monday uh, at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. And you can come in and sit down and give a brief overview of your business you get to pass out cards you get to meet other business and how owners. many how many other uh, for instance business people would be there Usually what, oh gosh, we pack the 40? room every it's Monday. It's packed, like it's standing room only. Really? <laughs> yes. So was it like 200? Uh, no, it's about 40 people, but oh, okay. it's in a conference a room. room. You come yeah, in, right. it's a room. You'll have to get a bigger uh-huh, room. Uh-huh, and it varies from week to week, but it's a but really it's a nice great little place. Thing, yeah. Yes, and it's a great way to start. Okay. Start talking about your business, um, you know, learn how to give your pitch, for example. Okay, Because okay. you get a minute. You get a minute. Yeah, get a minute that's to the, share that's your. That's an elevator pitch. Yeah, page, and you right? do. You do have to learn to refine it. So okay. this is a great way to start doing that. And what are most of the businesses? Are they are they small mom and pop operations, retail, or yes. more uh, business to business type of businesses? Well, I I love that question because it is small businesses, but I encourage big businesses, you know, larger businesses, corporations to come in because there is an opportunity to start connecting small business with large businesses. We all have the same issues and challenges. You know, a good example is um, recruiting people. 
a large business is, is actively looking for people just like a small business is. It's mm. just different in terms of quantity, but we're all looking for quality. What better place to start to interact and start building that network network than in the chamber? So does being program manager of YAY, does that take all of your time? It does. Um, it does because I'm working with kids, and um, you know, the second part of your question is what I want to do for kids, and, mm-hmm. and it's I want to help them with that. I want to help them start to but develop. But they're at school during the day, right? Skills. So when do you see them? Either first thing in the morning or when they finish school? Well, right now I'm visiting schools, recruiting because we start October 17th. So do you go to all of the schools? I've been visiting the high schools, yes. Okay. (laughs) And what's the reception to this, though? It's been great. Oh, that's good. So there's been been no uh, pushback or negativity regards to it all? No, but it goes back again to the one thing I want to give kids is the ability to have confidence in pursuing their dreams, their goals. And um, the way you do that is by helping them start to develop that skill. And it starts with something as simple as a handshake. Yeah, Javier, if we'd had the chance as youth to do to, to participate in something that she is teaching, I think it would have been wonderful, don't you? Of course, of course. I'm, you know, every time I meet with somebody, I'm always uh, listening and looking for uh, someone that, to me, sounds like they can be a mentor, a leader, or a speaker. And I'm constantly emailing or texting uh, Isabel, uh, hey, I think this person would be a benefit to the YEA or also um, you know a matchmaker Uh, sometimes I I hear people talking and they might uh, not have nothing to do with what I need but I know somebody that could use their business so a lot of times in the chamber what I'm doing is matchmaking Uh, (laughs) so that's that's uh, you know a lot of times we have a speed networking uh, events and I think that's a great opportunity I'm going back on what you said how how we can bring out the shy Uh, when I develop a relationship with some of these people um, uh, what I was taught was uh, record you know so I I tell them record me a a minute uh, and send it to me and I'll edit it's just between me and them so Mm -hmm. the thing is is they get to talk to their phone and and edit uh, uh, give them give a a minute uh, description of who they are and 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 a little bit about their business they feel confident doing it by themselves now they're sharing it with me that's a little bit stepping out of their comfort zone so now I tell them okay uh, Mm -hmm. I give them a couple of suggestions and then uh, they give I get the opportunity to uh, post it so now everybody can see it and I tell them share it with everybody and ask for critiques that's so, a very good idea well done yeah, yeah it's it's fun well you've, you've, it's you've, you've received the, yeah, yeah it is isn't it baby <laughs> steps you've received some awards yourself and achievements javier let's not be shy on these <laughs> you know what i uh, uh for exam one uh, paramedicals it's a business that we we started from our home it's not ours but uh, a friend of ours approached us and uh i had just finished college and i said you know what i'll 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 be happy to uh, market this business for you. So this this the individual, uh, when they came into the business, uh, they were like nine or thirteen percent market share. So in three years, uh, I was able to bring that company up to sixty four percent and on up uh, to about eighty two percent just last year. Corporate ended up, um, which is Exam One. Quest Diagnostics. So Quest Diagnostics is is the corporation that bought out mm-hmm. this individual. Uh, Exam One is a is the paramedical company. It's a laboratory underneath uh, Quest Diagnostics, and and what they do is basically uh, paramed services for life insurance uh, agencies, and so. Um, I was able to build that up to um, uh, 82% just last year. However, um, in in that in that um, time uh, from 02 to just last year, I was able to get uh, out of the nation. This is a forty million dollar. Uh, this is a forty uh, million uh, 
billion dollar uh, uh, company. So I don't know how many um, uh, sales representatives and, and marketers that they have, but uh, out of 14 years, I was able to get uh, uh, number one in, in the nation for. Uh, I for think you receive uh, nine times you receive the salesman of the year award. Yeah, and that's and very so, good, my friend. You know, and and you're also a successful realtor. You know, awesome. you, you dabble in that as well, yeah. and uh, you love helping other people. That's a good. Th I think your job's a good fit for you. You know, what would you change if you could wave the magic wand? Well, you know what, I uh, I love to learn. I, I heard that earlier today. Um, learning is is a passion. It be it became a passion. So, I I came from a small town, shy, and I I I think I broke out of my uh, my shell there in 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 uh, after college, and and after that. Um, I, I realized uh, what I was good at, and, and I was building relationships. So, you know, in, in the real estate uh, field, um, I was able to, um, and I still do, I, I, I attend a coaching session uh, once a year. And in, in this coaching session, I've uh, constantly been uh, pulled out of my comfort zone and stretched and, and, and uh, uh, offered the opportunity to grow. So I think that's a choice. You know, I can stay where I'm at, be comfortable, or I can continue to, you know, deal with those uncomfortable moments and uh, stretch and grow, my yes. friend. Stretch and grow. So in all the all oh, the things yeah. that I've done, real estate and uh, um, another company that we've also uh, built up was uh, Guillen Stunning Pools and Outdoor Environments. That happened four years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited because uh, when there's an opportunity. Um, I'm able to analyze and see if it's if, if there's a value, not a financial value, but an opportunity to help help others. So anybody, anything that I do, uh, the customer, the client, the member, um, I put them first, and and that's that's that was a a learning experience, you know, taking myself out of the way and, and putting others in front of me. So that's very good, very good, you know. And you keep this up, you'll keep your job too. You know that, <laughs> don't you? Laura Oldacre, as we know, um, Latino entrepreneurs. Are the fastest growing segment in the US and uh, as a, a Latina entrepreneur yourself I mean what do you attribute that to Wow it, how exciting is that that you're, you're absolutely right it is the um, fastest segment Latina entrepreneurs are stepping up and opening businesses from micro businesses which is you know solopreneurs to you know 5,000 Inc. companies and mm -hmm. Fortune 500 companies. Um, and I think that's that's absolutely fantastic. What I, what I believe it's attributed to is, um, you know, amazing organizations that are stepping up and putting their dollars behind their mouth, right, where their mouth is. So basically uh, funding Latina uh, companies, you know, Latina startups. Um, I believe another another reason that that this phenomenon is happening is, as Latina entrepreneurs and business owners grow, they're sending down the elevator to support and mentor other Latina entrepreneurs and other Latina startups. Um, I think it's it's a fantastic phenomenon, and I think it's going to continue to grow. Um, you know, organizations are really paying attention to this. And they're mm -hmm. they're really funding uh, Latino-owned um, companies and uh, and and really supporting it through growth. You know, so, you know, right. organizations right. such or programs such as the Ten Thousand Small Businesses, the U.S. Hispanic Chamber of Commerce uh, Foundation, that has the at the table um, Latina Entrepreneur Program, and and many others. So. And, and 
we don't have a lot of time, but I would like to ask you this. What advice do you have for small business owners that may be listening today, as an example, or whom will listen to the podcast later? So one of the things that I've learned throughout, you know, my experience as a business owner is to continually reinvent yourself. Javier and I were talking about this mm-hmm. not too long ago. You know, um, look look at the changes, the, the the times are changing constantly and therefore you you know the the, the new normal yourself, keep right? looking to reinvent, reinvent yourself, yourself. Reinvent yourself. constantly constantly uh lydia there's a question here i had your multi-regional activities support integration of diverse leaders and so on mm-hmm. what was the apex pro israel mission what happened there APEC is a long-standing organization that is a national uh, public affairs committee between uh, that is solely focused on um, enhancing and strengthening and continuing the relationship between the countries of the United States and Israel. So what it focuses on are dynamic relations, uh, business relations, industry and innovations that the two countries um, share and support in each other and Mm -hmm. my uh, interaction with them and uh, began many many years ago um, probably 12 or 13 or even longer and uh, I have had the great fortune to learn a lot not only about the organization itself but to be on a mission to Israel and to encourage others to go on this educational mission to Israel it is not a faith-based focus. It is not a political-based focus. It Mm -hmm. is very much about the dynamics of the two countries, the history of Israel, the role that other things like a strong faith of many dimensions and and multiple faiths and multiple generations and different businesses come together, and also things that many of us in the two countries face. So looking for innovations, let's say here in the desert, um, water and, and lack thereof. Well, you've only got to look at Israel to see what they've achieved. Absolutely. Absolutely nothing. It Nobody is, wanted it, in fact. It is. Just um, desert. It is very, very. There are a lot of similarities. So particularly being from the Southwest, being in Arizona, and mm-hmm. those kinds of things have been of interest to me, and I continue to um, participate well, as a leader. You're an amazing lady. I mean, you've been recently named to the inaugural cohort of a new nonpartisan, binational, Latina public service fellowship. This has been created by Hispanics organized. <laughs> by Political Equity Hope, H-O-P-E, right? H-O-P-E. Group Salinas, the Woodrow Wilson International Center for Scholars and Aspen Institute in Mexico. I am. Uh, I was very honored to be named to be part of this first cohort, and it is a fantastic group of ladies from all around the country in many sectors. And we are putting our heads together not only to learn from the strength and experience of each other, but uh, the idea is to really be able to focus, um, convene, opine on issues and. Uh, initiatives that impact not only our Hispanic community, our Latina community, but also what that means for the general and and, uh, betterment of our communities and society at large. Well, you do realize there's only one thing left for you to do, don't you? (laughs) Here it comes. Come on. Guess what? What am I going to say? Right. I don't know. I, I am looking at the sparkle in your well, eyes that our, that our listeners t- can't see. We don't touch politics on Business no. Radio X, but have you been approached to go into politics? I have. Uh, yes or no, it'll be fine. 
Uh, people have asked me to consider um, what kind of public service leadership role I might be interested there in. Yes. There you go. I mean, with all you've done, you're being primed for something. So, gee, I'm going to know the next president yeah. of me. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I just love this thing, Isabel, with the youth oh, and so on. Um, are you getting any support, grants from the government, federal, state, any of that coming in? Uh, we do have community support, and I would say we are still looking for people to get involved. Um, everything from recruiting. What, what do you need there, if you could ask for people? Uh, absolutely. We're looking for uh, businesses who would like to become and uh, join part of the investor panel to provide support scholarships for the program because the students do participate to earn scholarships, and we are fortunate to have some members, and Miss Lydia will share that with us. Say uh, she'd be able to help uh, you, Angie. Okay. Creating a scholarship is really funding a, a specific uh, uh, an award, right? Right. And but how many children would be only one at a time, is it, for a scholarship? Well, or? yes, but we we place them, and they earn scholarships based on their placement. Okay, um, okay. And uh, the winner gets to go to uh, Rochester, New York, to participate in the nationals, where Wouldn't they can earn scholarships. Wouldn't yes, that be exciting, yes, it is. Eh? Um, so, uh, yes, absolutely. If a business wants to support us through scholarships, that'll be wonderful, because that just means more opportunity for our students. Um, we also are looking for mentors, who business owners and community leaders who'd like to participate and support we already had some uh, people come forward so we're very fortunate in that but we're looking for more mm -hmm. and um, as we mentioned guest speakers who'd want to share their knowledge and expertise with our students are welcomed um, Javier has been a wonderful partner in helping recruit and help us connect with individuals who want to support in that way mm, very good. so it's it's about getting involved and being part of the community there we go now we're going to close but I want to ask each of you an important question because remember people who live listen to our shows, get motivated, they get support, they want to be entrepreneurs, they want to start in business, they're youth. Um, you know, people like yourselves that have worked hard in your life, studied hard in your life, raised families, created companies, created jobs, represented your countries, have done wonderful things. And I just get this feeling today that, you know, unless there's people like you, the youth of today, uh, they're lost. So they need you, you know, and people need to have, be motivated. People need to hear good things. But we've talked about this morning that sometimes you've got to fall down to get up again and go backwards, one yeah. step up, two steps down. If I was to ask you, Laura, when you look back at your whole career to date, what would be the biggest mistake you've made? Not dreaming big enough not dreaming big enough yes so when you come for when you come from humble beginnings it's sometimes hard to to dream in a big way and so i i now have big dreams mm -hmm. but i i sometimes wish i'd started sooner right right um in in only I would. I don't have any regrets other than sometimes we don't give ourselves permission to to succeed. Okay. So so the only thing that I that I would say was a mistake is not not giving myself permission to be successful earlier on. 
and Valeria Aranda. Oh gosh, I'm, I'm listening to that and think that that is such a, a profound and powerful statement. I would say something similar along those lines. I've always been very much considerate of the, the fortune I've had around um, having great mentors and great examples in my life, from starting with my parents and my family and, right. and onward. Mm -hmm. To make the transition to be, and I think that's what we're talking about today, is really transition and transformation, whether it's for ourselves as, as business owners or leaders or community leaders, but to the members of the Tucson Hispanic Chamber and all the affiliate chambers, everything is about transition and transformation. So really digesting that earlier on would have been a nice thing. Right. I might have gotten ahead a little bit further, but uh, that would be the, one of the messages that I share, particularly with the young people, but I want to say young all also means unseasoned. So right. we might have people, perhaps longer in tooth, who are brand new to business, and they are at a transformative and transitional phase as well. And here at the chamber, we're here to help them. So from our 40 under 40 uh, recognition honor awards, uh, which is a signature event, to mm -hmm. our mixers and workshops and those things, and having a great time right, right. once a year at our gala, which is coming up, um, there are lots of things for lots of different people in business and giving ourselves that permission to go seek out that help is okay. where we would go. Okay, so the, your biggest mistake was what? Not asking for enough help all along Fair the way. Enough. It takes guts. It takes guts. Isabel? Oh my gosh, they both just stated two of them. I'm aligned and I would just say um, to trust um, trust myself um, like they both both ladies have said it's about trusting yourself and that inner voice and following it um, and that's why um, you know I'm in such an exciting place personally to be working with the youth and and to do that because right. I want to help them learn that they've got to trust their inner voice trust your and, inner voice and follow it very good go for it very good and last but not least Javier well, you know what, I, I think what mine would be is being content where I am. I uh, have a tendency of looking in the mirror, uh, or the rearview mirror, right, and saying only if, <laughs> you know, and, and so I've, I've learned recently that uh, it's okay. Uh, uh, I'm where I need to be, and I need to accept uh, and be content and uh, grow from where I'm at. So. I think my biggest mistake was not being content with what I what I was doing. So, you know, I I don't have that uh, 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 that feeling anymore. I I've, I've uh, continued to You're grow growing, and, and just be successful by helping others and and hang on to successful people's uh, coattails. You know, because they've been there, and I think that the only way I'm going to get where I need to be is by following other successful. Uh, uh, people as, as well. So learn from those that have been there before you. That's right. And I've always had a saying: Hang on to coattails. I don't care how far you go; I'll be behind you. So I'll be there to support <laughs> you. We're very right. fortunate today on Business Radio X. We've had a inaugural uh, show today for the Tucson Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. You've already spoken or listened to, I should say, for today of uh, a lot of wonderful people. And there's going to be more shows. But on Tucson Means Business, it was special, and I do want to thank uh, Laura Aldeca. I want to thank also uh, Lydia Aranda and also Isabel Georgelas, okay, and Javier Guillen for being our guest today from the Tucson Hispanic Chamber. This is Mark Bishop signing off from the uh, Stuart Title Studio on Broadway in Tucson, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.